I'm tired and I have not had any caffeine today. How many times will I step on my words? <laughs> How many gonna, times will you say good stuff? This, this, is is this is tired stuff, man. Tired stuff. It's a tired act. Shut up and sit down. Because they gave you stuff, because they might like you. Broken bicycles, old busted chains, rusted handlebars out in the rain. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go baste the turkey and hide the kitchen knives. Enjoy episode 91 and have a happy Thanksgiving. Wheels won't turn when the other half's gone. Mmm. Mmm. What turkey like? Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Von Dering, and I'm here with Lance Hepler. Lance Romance, in person, what? in studio. In studio. In all my terrible mustached glory. I, I, so I've got a nice... <laughs> Handlebar mustache I've got glory, a thick really. beard going, and I just want to shave it just to match you and yes, sit, across, please do. sit across the we podcast all have the, table from you. We all have the possibility just, to do this yeah, now. I think we all are sh- you know, unshaven enough. Do we need to? I think so. Is that worthy? Is that is that worthy of next the gram? Monday? I, I, next Monday? It just makes me laugh every time I look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I look in the mirror. And laugh. I laugh every time I'm I look at you it. now. <laughs> How does Brandy like that? She hates it. <laughs> I'm just amazed that it has made it this long, and she has not tried to assault you with a pair of clippers yet or something. <laughs> but she says that's fine. I'll just quit shaving too. That's what she says. That's yeah. There you go. Uh huh. <laughs> it is winter. <laughs> To his right, Evan Price. What are we all drinking today? I'm going to pretend like I brought the drinks, but it was really Matt that brought the drinks. We are, we're sipping on Kirkland Sparkling Water, one mm-hmm. of our favorite sponsors. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, Kirkland. they're not sponsoring us. <laughs> They've we, yet to give us money. They're but. yet to give us money, but we do use we're, their products quite frequently. We're trying to speak it into existence. If we just say that Kirkland sponsors us enough, maybe they'll send us an email and be like, do we sponsor you? <laughs> we'll just uh, send them an invoice, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, just go back and listen. Yeah. Great idea. <laughs> it's on the podcast. Um, I'm drinking a tea chino. That's how you say that, by the mm. way. I, I butchered that last time. I think we all <laughs> did. did. I know. I'm glad. I'm glad Rebecca called us out on that. <laughs> uh, to Evans right, the one, the only, Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You guys are looking good. You're looking good. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I do not ladies good. and gentlemen, you guys are looking good. I mean, you're looking good. In, in particular, the stashy area yeah. is looking good. Ladies and gentlemen, not Power sitting at this stash. table, you're looking good. The yeah. ladies and gentlemen that are not at this table are looking better, yes. <laughs> right on. Let's backpedal. Evan, start us off. All right. So uh, this last weekend, it is it is getting chillier here in the Pacific Northwest. The temperature is dropping. The leaves are falling. And the roads are getting Almost what I would say icy. I feel like this next week we may have some iciness to deal with. It yeah. is possible. We might. But 
We've I been want, flirting with snow. It's popped up on the yeah. radar a few times, and it, it falls off, and it's replaced by sunshine. So I'm not complaining, but I am kind of looking forward to I, that first snow. I heard somebody say it was a joke that it's going to snow on Thanksgiving Day, so. that, that that was not real, that that was fake news. Is that true? <laughs> it's, it's fake news, yeah. Fake news. I did hear somebody say that, that was fake news. Yeah. So, yeah. It's going to frost or something. It's okay, gonna some gotcha, gotcha. So I went for a ride Saturday with, with our one and only Jesse Tonkinson. Um, it was a fun ride. I have been riding the gravel bike a lot, so I just feel safer on the roads. And for some reason, when it's cold outside and you're riding a gravel bike, I just feel like it just is more right on the road. <laughs> it just feels more stable when there's a lot of gravel and leaves and stuff all over the road. It just feels right. But yeah, it was it was a fun weekend. Went to the Nike uh, employee store too, which was the first time I had never been to that store before. Have you guys been there before? It's a madhouse. Yeah. It is. We, we, we got there at a time where it was not too crowded. Thank goodness. But yeah, I got the Pegasus trail shoes. Oh, nice. So we're going to see how they work out. Matt, have you run in the Pegasus trail before? Nope. You have not? No, just the Pegasus. Yeah. Oh, just the Pegasus. Okay. Yeah. I walked around in a pair of those for about two years. Didn't run in them, though. Didn't run in them. <laughs> <laughs> they were comfortable. <laughs> uh, good. Well, I mean, that's basically my trail running is walking. So that works. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. It was it was about time, though. The, the, the old trail shoes I was using were not even trail shoes. Also, not even a company that makes shoes anymore. And they had holes in the bottom. So it was time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Outside of that, yeah, that was about it. You did any training at all? I did a lot of training, actually. Mostly shopping. Mostly shopping, yeah. I did. uh, In between training, I was shopping. Yeah, and that's about it. But um, I think I'm coming back into some good fitness. Are you? But consistent on the bike. How's swimming? Swimming is a goal for December and January. Swimming right now is just swimming, and biking and running are doing well. So I had a workout that was comparable to what I was doing before races over the summer. So the fitness already came back pretty quick. Good. But the swim is still garbage. Okay. So, <laughs> hey Lance, I heard you wanted to go next. Uh, I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. Race stories. I do With have Lance race Hepler. stories. <laughs> yes. I did. I I put in about seventeen hours this last week. Jeez. Dang. I, really? Yeah. I did. Um. I did race a couple times as well, but seventeen. Times. What was the because you because you were riding like eleven or twelve hours pretty consistently in the weeks before, right? Uh, I've been doing like fifteen. No, you've been doing fifteen. Ooh, that's yeah. more than I thought. Wow. So, but yeah, but uh, you know, before that, I the funnest part of my week actually not just just the racing, but uh, I I got my gravel bike and my mountain bike back, and I had dropper posts put on both my. Oh, yeah mountain bike and my gravel bike thank you jake you're welcome mm-hmm. and um <laughs> i tell you i went i went mountain biking up uh, up on mount hood at sandy ridge and the dropper post like changed my life really <laughs> it was it was so much fun so much more in control so much better descending it was just i don't know why i have never done it before so. why why do you feel like it gives you that much more control you just you just, you're, so you're, low. you're low you lower your center of gravity so your whole center of gravity oh, gotcha. moves down and so you it's just yeah you know drop offs or downhill or descending or or ledge drops anything like that it's just safer gotcha you just feel way more in control so nice yeah it was a good thing and then yeah. um actually went uh, rode my gravel bike with Jake. Yep. Jake and I got out on. Uh, he was on his mountain bike. I was on the gravel bike. I was doing my uh, leg openers for the day before the race, and uh, we had a good time out there. Trying to attack my KOMs, you sucker! I did attack a couple of his KOMs. Tried though. That was the keyword. I, I did not, did you not get, get him. Okay. <laughs> I was second. Just making sure. Yep. 
So, but that was all leading up to uh, the big races on the weekend. Um, it's a, a new race this year. It was called Bridge City Cyclocross, Bridge mm-hmm. City CX. And one of our local racers um, put it. He he managed to put this race together in about two months, which is really short, really quick. But it was right almost near downtown Portland in Oaks Park, and. The race was fantastic. The venue was great. The course design was really good. It was very difficult course. There was a sand section right along the river. There were several off camber sections. There were some paved sections in between. It it was it was a really really good course. But mm-hmm. the reason he set it up was to try to get people to get more USA Cycling right. points that were trying to go to nationals. So that that was why he was you know. The the more it's the bigger it's, the field, the more the points. Yeah, the better the points. The 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 higher ranked racers oh, that, that are yeah, yeah. in the field, the the better points you get for doing the race. And and depending on how you, it's complicated. It's it's like golf. The lowest scores are are better, and the lowest scores. All of that depends on what kind of call up you're going to get in your field at nationals. Mm-hmm. It all depends on your USAC points. And so he set up these races so that uh, people going to nationals could get more points. So it, it the formula is, is complicated, but it has to do with the 10 best placers, what their USAC ranking was beforehand, how big the field was, and and then where you place in that field. So, but it was really great because everybody came to the race. Like people that aren't even planning on going to nationals, they if they had a USAC license, had USAC ranking, they came to do the race to help the people that because yeah. you know, having somebody in the field if even if I if I did the the men's 1 2 field, the pro field, because I'm racing with guys that have lower points, even if I took 30 Eighth, right. you you get more points because the f- the strength of field is is stronger. Does right. that make sense? Yep, yep. it does. It's mm-hmm. it's complicated. So that's I mean that's really how a lot of the like USA Triathlon rankings work off of that is who you're racing, the ranking of the race that you're racing, and your place in the racing. Oh, right. And they have a massive algorithm, yeah. and then they spit out end of season rankings. Yeah, yeah. So I went in uh, planning to do two races. There was a master's race in the morning and then the open men's race in the afternoon. And um, the master's race in the morning. So it's I've been racing the 50-plus field all year, but the master's race was 35 and up. Okay. And so they put us all in one heat. There were 80 of us. Um, so it was anybody from 35 up that wanted to do that race, 80 of us, and... They sent us off, and and um, I ended up twelfth. I did amazing. I did really well. That's really good in a yeah. thirty-five plus field yeah. for all categories. You said for all categories. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a competitive field. Yeah. So all categories, and in the and then what Obra did, our our local racing organization, is they broke us out by Obra categories, so we could see how we did with that. And I, and I was like the fifth fifty plus. Mm-hmm. So which was nice. which was really good too. And then, like two hours later, was the open men's field. So this was all the ones, the twos, the threes, the fours, the fives. If you, no, I take that back. It was all the one, twos, and threes. Mm-hmm. So um, 
if if you could do a second race and race the one, two, three, so they put us all in one field. It was there was a hundred and six in that field, and there was only two over categories: the one twos and the two threes. But they we all went at once, and it, the the call ups were weird because they did it by USAC points, so only about ten people got call ups, and then it was just random. But I completely lucked out and was the first number called up. What? Yes. Who'd you pay, Lance? I don't know. <laughs> wow. So That's suspicious. So, <laughs> don't be so suspicious. Like, this is suspicious. worthy of investigation. <laughs> <laughs> so I, as soon as I, I was like on the fourth row or like yeah. on the third row, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm going to. I'm going to actually have to go for this because I'm up here. Plus, it's a longer race. It was a 60-minute race instead of a 45-minute race. That's a long race. It was a long race. But I, you know, I, I, so all these guys that have been soundly beating me all year started, you know, 50 people behind me. Suckers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, the first lap, there was a big clog up. Oh, and yeah. I was in front of that. Yep. I missed You're that. Gone. So yeah. I was gone. So a couple of guys that have soundly beat me still beat me, but it took them seven laps to find <laughs> yeah. to catch me. Yeah. <laughs> so which which ended up being really great. And I ended up thirty eighth out of hundred and sixth in Jeez. all those master ones. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. So does that count that's as the- two races for I don't know how Obra's gonna points. do it. Yeah. It, no, yes, I it's two races for USAC points. USAC points. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And even though I, I did 12th in the first race and I got 38th in the second race, I'll get better USAC points for the second race because right. the strength of field was yep. way that much better. That okay. much better. Makes sense. Yeah. So when they broke the, the, the two threes out. Yeah. So I signed up as a two three and I was the, I ended up second in the two threes. Nice. So there's only one other two three that, that, beat me Every, out of out of the 37 people in front of you or whatever only was, one of them so was that were they three. all cat ones they were in front all of cat you? ones wow so okay. does that mean that's those are like obras points then yes okay right gotcha. that's a big obra result then yeah that's huge that's why he made it on the podium for the two threes and i think maybe some people just signed it up in the one two race instead of the two I, whatever i'm making excuses but yeah and then tell us all about your warm-up for that for, for which one? <laughs> I don't know. Did you? Were you? Was, was your? Were you was feeling there healthy? No warm up for either. Were you feeling healthy for your warm up? Cranky body parts. Oh, I got there in the morning. I started warming up. I did. I did like three pre lap rides, um, and my lower back seized up on me in the warm up before the first race, and I, oh. I have not had back issues for like a year and a half if you are a longtime listener of this podcast i think Mm -hmm. when you first came on the podcast we were talking largely about that yes because it's what forced my retirement yes yeah and it's scary and it's scary i mean it's something yeah definitely so i wasn't having like leg issues i was having just like this tightness in my lower back that i haven't felt in a long time like like difficulty bending over to put my socks on spasm yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so and so it was hurting on that warm up, but then you know I got in the race and I yeah, just like you don't think about it. No, yeah. it just was like full gas for forty minutes and then ended up well. And then I didn't want to cool down completely, so I kept riding a little bit in between the races. Yep, I chilled for a bit, but I didn't want to completely go cold, so I Good just call. was yep. trying to stay loose. 
and I really wasn't planning on going hard in the second race, but when you I got, got that, that really up. good cool up call up, I'm like, oh, yep. okay, I got to do it. Go. Yep. Yep. It's good. So yeah, and, and I it, didn't really feel it in the second race either. Good. Which was good. In between the races, you didn't really notice it. Uh, no, it could have been I just didn't. the increase in volume and intensity that well, week. like the rest of that night, I like mm-hmm. I, I I couldn't like hardly walk, and like oh this morning I had trouble getting out of bed. Yeah, did you make so, it to Pilates class today? At I least? did. Okay, good. I went to Pilates this good. morning with uh, with Jake and Matt. We uh-huh. had a good time. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that that did help it loosen up a little bit. But yeah, yeah. that's that's made me a little cautiously nervous about yeah. what to do there yeah. so does this mean that after nationals maybe you take a little time yeah i might have to down. take some downtime <laughs> that's not well, gonna happen until january though because he's gonna look at his job and he's like oh my gosh i need to get like 15 hours 15 another hours. 15 hours 15 another hours. like 700 <laughs> miles to crack twelve thousand miles for the year yeah I'm, what are you what are you going to end up miles i'm for the hoping year? to hit ten thousand miles for the year okay and i'm i'm like 700 miles short so i think i'll yeah, See, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be at like nine thousand for the year. I keep on thinking you've got well, you do a lot more off roading than I had. So I think yeah. our miles are close, but they shouldn't be that close. You should <laughs> right. be closer to like twelve thousand while I'm at like nine or ten. That's I like, do all this uh, off road stuff. We should not be within a thousand miles of each other. Time on right. this, time and saddle. Well, yeah. like uh, Saturday's race was full gas for an hour. What'd you go like twelve miles? Ten ten point three <laughs> miles or yeah, something? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, miles do not matter at the end of the day. <laughs> no. I know everybody's got that ten thousand as like a, it's like a badge of honor. But if you're doing a ton of gravel and cross riding, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I w- it was it was great racing. It was a lot of fun. We had a bunch of teammates out there. Um, it w- I was I was glad I went and did it. So good job, Lance. Yeah, thank hey, you. Good, good. One last question on that whole race down there. Is that the race that was supposed to be the state championship yes. race? Is that the same course? Yes. And I know that he was just having things, he just trouble getting thing, everything pulled get together. Permitted, yeah. in time to make it the state championship. So course. I think Did moving forward year. into next year, the the plan is to try and have that be the state championship race. How do you feel about that that course? I it, it's fantastic. Worthy? Yes, it yeah. is because it is not. It's not just a roadie course. Yeah, I mean there there are there's a big sand section which is takes some skill to sure. ride and so that that's cyclocross I saw, stuff. I saw it called yeah. a Euro style a Euro worthy course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of that that sort of technicality yep. to it. Enough yeah. tight turns, you know, tight Rudy turns and and um off camber stuff to make it difficult. A couple of difficult running sections and then yeah. this big sand section which um nice which complicated it for sure. Like so between my two races, I did 12 laps of this course, yeah. and this sand section, which was quite long, um, I was only ap- I was only able to ride it completely. I think four times out of 12. Uh, every other eight time, I would make it's it a, halfway or two thirds well, of the way. And it's and, a big field too that yeah. you're talking about going through. So that helps, you right? Know, as far as like traffic on sand means you're running so right somebody goes down or, yeah. or just gets out of the rut ahead of you and you lose momentum at all you're off and running yeah so that well, sounds like they put on a good race so it's uh, good kudos to eric tonkin yes and the Selwood cycle good job down there they yeah. did a great job we well had, done we had a great time mr matt legrand on back belt force sure um so let's see this week um oh um one thing that was nice is I swam farther than I had swam prior to having this shoulder accident. I swam 4,000 meters. I don't remember which day it was, Tuesday or Thursday. 
Uh, so nice. that was good. Happy about that. Um, ha- I had done a few runs. Um, one of my buddies, uh, James Powell, he was on. He was one of our listeners. Yeah, yeah. listener hot lap people. JP. JP came into town, and uh, we went for a run Friday morning. We did eight miles, nice and he he was very nice. He took it easy. Usually he runs you know seven minute pace, and he just chilled out, which really helped me out. Uh, be able to kind of hang out with him and do the actual run. Uh, we did Heritage Trail, just beautiful run along the lake, and it was nice. Got eight miles in with him. Um, nice. The other thing uh, that we did this week was Pilates, Pilates, Pilates. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I did Pilates with Jake. Let's see. We, well, we did Pilates on Friday and then Pilates this morning before the podcast. Jake went has done pilates like a million times since then he's going to be the king of pilates the the whole this whole podcast is going to change and we're all going to be talking about pilates soon uh yeah somehow yes it's seems to be good it is and so far i'm really enjoying it personally it's been beneficial for me as well i mean it's actually helping me solve a few other little ailments that i've had in my body but my shoulder seems to be responding relatively well. I yeah. still have a lot of the neurological stuff, but it's still um, and it's still kind of problematic, but it, it feels better. It feels like it's in a more natural position now, which yeah. is it's causing it to like kind of almost feel relaxed as opposed to always like tight and tensioned. Is the uh, ankle doing pretty well with it too? It hasn't bothered me yet. That's so good. yeah, we've yeah. done a couple of things. I'm like, all right, how's this going to feel? And, and so far, so good. Um, I did have a few little hiccups with the ankle over the last like, week and a half or so on a couple different occasions it's, it's kind of got out caught. of soccer um no it was walking on uneven surfaces that kind of gotcha. set it off it was actually at a cross race out taking uh, some pictures and it kind of grabbed it's like that little piece of cartilage or whatever and they're kind of flapped up or something yeah. like that and i felt it and it didn't feel mm-hmm. good and another time coming down the stairs i'm like oh <laughs> yeah grab the rails don't fall down please yeah. so yeah but it, it is what it is very cool. So, yeah. sorry, didn't mean to step on your back. Yeah, that's, okay. I, that's, that's what we're here for. Yeah. No, I think the Pilates is going well. I think, yeah. um, I think it's good because like our group doesn't seem to like push it that hard. Like we're all about kind of rehabbing and not getting yeah. hurt any further. There's a lot of technique to it. You, you yeah. can't just go into it like a bowl in a china shop, like you would in a, a gym when you're throwing weights around. Right. You really have to pay attention to s- the small little details. And when yeah. you do, there's a huge benefit there. Yeah. So I think it's been solid. Um, yeah, so I think we'll keep doing that, you know, especially through the winter sure. and see if we can kind of get strong. I'm already set. I'm going to be there and, and tell race season You're there. Starts, so. You're like Lance racing cyclocross. It's like yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> 17 times per week. Um, let's see. Oh, I did kind of try to do this 5K yesterday. That was super stupid of me. And uh, I got one mile into it and my calf just like knotted up, like boom, like cramped up. And I just stopped and was like, yep, I'm done you know so were you trying to run like at pace i started up kind of in the back and i was kind of working my way forward and i probably got down to somewhere around 6 30 pace or something like that six minutes you know you go around this kind of turn uh and it was sharp enough i don't know whatever using my calf i guess is against the rules so <laughs> oh, no yeah. it's just it's just the load on it it just i don't Some, think i had something had, something had, had that there. load on it, it so it, it was not prepared so yep i'm gonna take It'll a couple okay more days, couple days off of running so. be okay me too me days. too yeah <laughs> so anyway great week cool yep glad to be here right on uh my back pedal real quick did a couple of the uh the team rides on zwift um did our tuesday night normal one that we do with uh with everybody that was fun yep um 
God, those those the end of those rides hurt. Yes, they do. <laughs> but it was a, it was a good finish. And then um, Cassie has been running the the triathlons version of that similar setup yep. on Thursdays. Um, those are a little bit shorter, um, but they're still fun and they're they're a good workout. She runs them for an hour. Guess who couldn't figure out how to? Do it? Cassie's got to teach me tonight how to get it. Like <laughs> I was in Watopia and I was like, okay, how do I get? on the team ride, which is ridiculous because I shouldn't know how to do this. I've been doing Zwift for like three months now. Yeah. Couldn't figure it out to save yeah. my life. It's I know tricky. you said like search you and you can join well, the when person. You, when you first log in and it's yeah. asking you what route and courses and all that other stuff, it'll show you people that you follow that are currently writing. Just click on their name right there. I bet I had, don't have either of you followed. You, you Probably, should, not. You Probably not. Probably not. They have this companion I'm app. I'm going on to Zwift companion app. right you now. You need that. That's okay. what you need. Because then you can reply, like you can accept a... On the Zwift companion... I will go to. You want? I don't know. I just have a. I usually <laughs> get an alert that I've been invited to a group meeting. Well, go to I your profile accept. page and look at the followers that you have, or the people that you're following. And if you don't see yeah. me, and if you don't see Cassie in there, oh, then find his wifters here. I yeah. can find Jacob Von During on here. Okay. Yeah, this is riveting <laughs> podcast. This is. I'll tell you what. This is about as exciting as it gets here, folks. I'm Table learning that, so. things. Uh, <laughs> um, and then aside from that, did the ride with Lance, which was fun to get outside. That was the only ride I did outside this past week. I still got my eight hours in, which is still two hours shy of where I want to be. But my workouts, the, the quality stuff that I wanted to get in, I got done, which was fun. It was but, nice. But one funny, uh, there's a notification. I think Evan Look might, at that. Be, might be following Look me. Look at that. <laughs> Big time over here. Mr. Luddite's not so Luddite anymore. <laughs> uh, a quick funny story. So Garmin has their new Tax Neo 2. And there's the, what's two the two T? Oh, so it's a two T. Okay. When we were talking about this on the podcast last week, Lanson mentioned that Western Bike Works is running a Black Friday sale. Well, that's for the older generation, which isn't really that old. But the, the new one, the two T, is the brand new one that just came out. That's not the one that's, that's on sale. That's not the one they have on sale. Yeah, yeah. if you want, you can give us a call though. <laughs> but but um, for you. yeah, the the Tax Neo two T. I have one. It it came. It, it it's been needing to get set up. Um, but the problem is, is I don't have the XDR driver for the 12-speed cassette on it yet. So I went ahead and put an 11-speed cassette on it, put a different bike on there, and went ahead and rode it. And I wanted to see how it felt. So I'm riding along, and I'm just doing my thing. And then all of a sudden, it starts like making all these weird noises, and it's shaking all over the place. I'm like, what the? What's going on? This oh, thing yeah. is too damn expensive to be already <laughs> broken. And then I, it stopped doing that, but then it felt like the the pedals were sh- like slipping. Like you go to like pedal, and it felt like the... Uh, the magnets weren't catching right. It was slipping. And I'm like, what? And then it stopped. And it's like, I'll find again. I'm like, that was really weird. What was that all about? And I start writing and starts doing again. And I'm like, there's something wrong with this. I literally stopped and I looked at it. And I'm like, seems right. Got back on, started pedaling. It was still doing it, stopped again. And then the third time it did it, I'm like, what the? And I looked over at the Garmin, or not the Garmin, but the, 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 Zwift, the, the Zwift screen. I'm riding on a bridge. Yep, and there's that that taptic feedback or whatever it is. Yep. I forgot all about that. I didn't even they didn't even register with me. I thought I had broke a fourteen hundred dollar trainer <laughs> on the first time I was riding it. So yeah. you can you can actually turn that up or down, not yeah. just on and off. Yeah, but you can like put percentages on it. Uh, how much you feel you, or yes, not. is that the trainer that you have at home? Yeah, yeah, I have the original one. Right, not the okay, 2T, yeah, but they they've yeah. always done this that, is, that yeah. feedback, which is cool. Indoor riding has gotten slightly too far here in my opinion. Nope, nobody nope. wants to ride on a bridge. Like I feel it. Who? Yeah, like who's well, like? You feel it on the cobblestones. You you yeah. feel it on the dirt. There's like a the there's road. like a dirt vibration. And who if you try, chooses to ride on cobblestones if you're not Belgian. Like that's. <laughs> 
Well, that's well, what's in Zwiftland, but yeah. but if you're on the dirt too and you go to pedal, you like yeah. go to put some pe- like it'll serious power into it, it'll slip. Like your back tire is breaking loose on the dirt. I'm like that, that is just a ins- little bit. I think that's insane. Yeah. So and that, that was kind of that was the highlight of my week. <laughs> figuring out how much of an idiot I was for not knowing that and putting two and two together finally. Thankfully, and I'm so glad I didn't call Tex or Garmin up and say hey, something's wrong with my trainer. <laughs> it's vibrating when I go over bridges. <laughs> All right. Hey, Champ Hepler, you got some whammy sports news for us, buddy? We should take over on how many weeks this is going to last. I'm going with the next 100 podcasts. This is Jim Bailey here. (laughs) I got my pants on, unfortunately. (laughs) Two, three years from now, is that movie going to be considered like a a Hallmark classic? It's already 15 years old. It's 15 years old. If you you asked a 14, oh my God, that means I have kids in high school now. (laughs) We're literally born when that movie came out. That is a classic movie. I don't like watching movies more than once. That's one I've probably seen at least a dozen times. Yeah. It's there's there's some comedy gold in there. It's good. Anyway, okay. Uh, Bridge City Cross. I will give the uh, category one two men uh, results. Uh, the race was won by Carl Decker. Oh, surprise! He, surprise! He drove over from Bend. Uh, second place was Josh <coughs> Kelly. Also drove over from Bend. Did they carpool? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe. And third place was Barry Wicks. Who's also from Bend? Dang it, Bend! <laughs> Bend in the so, house. So uh, those three guys all came over, which, which was really great. I don't think any three of them are um, are doing nationals. I'm not sure about Josh Kelly, but it was nice of them to show but up. But it was and, nice yeah. of them to show up, and I actually saw Carl at the beginning, and I'm like, Carl, thank you for being here. You yeah. realize you help me yeah. very much by 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 being here yeah. because of your. USAC raking. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot they did that. Yeah, sure. He would just, he just came to have some fun. So it's kind of funny. Uh, Carl's finishing time was 50 minutes and 36 seconds. He only beat me by eight minutes. <laughs> You're right on his heels. Just a quick eight, you were just right I made there. the lead lap. You could almost see him. I could almost see him, but he beat me by eight minutes. In an hour race, wow. he beat you by a, a seventh of the time. <laughs> The other cool thing is um, Clara Hansinger yeah. showed up. So who is uh, arguably the best right. cyclocross women's racer in the country right now uh, and and probably in the top, top three. three in yeah. the world right now. Um, she's just, like, fantastic. She actually rides for Selwood's uh, team. Oh, does she? Yeah, yeah. Team s and And so she showed up, and she also raced the men field. Um, oh, good for her. Yeah, yeah. to – also, again, to help us out. Really? Yes. That's so cool of her. So Does she, that help you out, though? Well, Cause um, she, yeah, there's some would, confusion with that. But yeah. she raced the men's field and then turned around in the very next race, raced the women's field. She raced both of them to help okay. both the men's field and women's field out. But she didn't race. She, like, cruised. She like went hard for like four laps and then it was a workout for her basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause, cause in the f- results, I'm actually ahead of her and I never passed her. Okay. Although I was on her wheel for about three quarters of a lap. I'm like, I'm right here with Claire Hansinger. This yeah, is awesome. Totally. And, then she, and then she just rode away from yeah. me. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, just in case if anybody was wondering if you guys were actually even on those laps. Yes. When you forgot no, that she added not, a little bit. Did she add a little bit. Just so you know, I was when, when not. When the course is even, it's not close. I could not hang with her. In uh, uh, yeah, see, like in the in the one-two women's field, they had Clara as eighth place, and she—I don't think she even did all the laps. So, which was great. But 
the women's race was won by Janelle Bickford. Uh, second place was Taylor Snyder, and third place Alexandra Burton. So fantastic for them because I believe nice they work. are all going to nationals. nationals. Mm-hmm. So that's our uh, local news on an international level. Uh, Matthew Van. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. One. Yes, he did. There you go. <laughs> So uh, there's a big race, uh, Coxigi. I just butchered that name. I, it, Ticino. It's, it's, but it's something in Belgium. Some big race Some in Belgium. Big race in Belgium. So another big race in Belgium. But this hey. one is known for its sand. There's a lot of sand on it. You may be killing it in you know Iceland and countries like that, like we talked <laughs> about. Not You're not killing Belgium. it in Belgium now. No. Everybody in Belgium I hates you. Just <laughs> lots of enemies. So. Um, What's interesting about this race, uh, yes, Vanderpool won, but um, because he doesn't have very many UCI points, he's starting on like the third row. He's not starting on the first row. Yeah. And on the first lap, there was a crash, and he was held up. Oh, so he had to work for it. He was like in 50th or something coming out of like the second or third um, corner. And by the time they finished one lap, he was in the lead. Seriously, yes. I want I want to see his power profile after that. It must have been incredible. He, he probably put out 500 watts I, for a while. I'm lap. sure. I'm sure. If you're the rest of the field, you've just got to like almost stop and just shake your head. Even like, more terrifying. How do you beat this guy? If you're a road racer this year who's like enjoying his off season right now, and you just look at that pro- <laughs> like, power profile, you're like, oh wow, do? yeah, I'm not winning a single one day race this year. <laughs> Pretty unbelievable. Wow. And Champ Bailey out. <laughs> Whammy. <laughs> Whammy. Should we uh, should we talk about the fact that Matt just walked away from us? Don't worry, <laughs> I can do lead out news for me and Matt because I got I got some things to okay. share okay. from from the triathlon and running world. Bring which it. Are, I know the two m- most valuable worlds to Lance and Jake over here. But <laughs> this last weekend we had two Ironman races, uh, one in Cozumel, Mexico, and one in Arizona. So the Dial Triathlon team we had three people go and race uh, Arizona. Oh, cool. We had. Ruth Fisher, Gail Burns, and Mike Stats. Now, all three of them, I, I will tell you what, the, the, the tenacity it takes to finish an Ironman if you are in that 12 and above range of hours just blows my mind. Watching my mother race Ironman for years, it just blew my mind that people will continue racing for that long yeah. and that hard because I'll tell you what, I would definitely have stopped and grabbed a coffee and just laid down at like hour 11. There's no way I'm making it past there. My guess is there's a sweet spot where it's like, you know, somewhere in that 12 to 14. But like when you're out there for 16 hours. I'm not a tough enough human being. We're not tough. That. We're not that tough. Oh, my gosh. It, it takes something in your head to keep putting one foot in front of the other yeah. at that point. Yeah. So R- Ruth Fisher... 16 hours 22 minutes ruth you are incredible congratulations oh my goodness you deserve a lot of snacks after that race like (laughs) oh my gosh and about three full nights of sleep gail burns 14 hours 40 minutes and mike stats mike stats so so i know some personally about mike stats is last year he finished i think it was like 14 hours and around 40 minutes or two years ago in 2017. Because yeah, that's the year we were two there years together. Ago. Yeah. yeah. And he went 1307 this year. That is a massive cut down. Wow. I'm a I'm a big fan of Mike. Yeah. I'm a big fan of his. Oh, just abs- I'm I'm part of the the, the Mike fan club. Fan Absolutely club. incredible work, Mike. Incredible. Um, in less important news in the pro field over in Cozumel, uh, not Mike stats, Tyler Butterfield won that race and ran so anybody he ran two thirty eight in Cozumel. 
that is it is hot there. Yeah, that's what they say. It's not a fast race. And the fact that he went 744 there should be really scary to like everybody else in the pro field. Yep. I'm scared. But yes. me and Tyler really aren't racing each other. But I'll tell you what, I but think you he, are. he would smoke me pretty pretty <laughs> darn good right now. But yeah, uh, in the women's field, Carrie Lester, 838, flying time. Yeah. I mean, two really, really fast times. They, they both dominated their race. So this is where me and Matt can kind of do a little bit of Leo. NCAA Cross Country Nationals sure. was this last weekend. Also, yeah. Wet, cold, perfect cross race. Yes. I don't think Matt is watching yet. I got to see the, the both races, the, both the, the men and female. I haven't seen D2 or D3 yet. I just, I've just seen D1. Okay. Um, it was it was a great team race to watch go down. So so somebody like Matt who can appreciate like the cross country team races, BYU beat Northern Arizona, right. which is huge. Yeah. That's Northern Arizona. Go go there you go. So Northern Arizona has four time four time Pete. They've they've won Nats four times in the last four years, and this was going to be I believe their fifth, and they placed second. Now, BYU came out, and the scary thing for everybody else is that BYU had three scoring sophomores. And it was, didn't they have like three guys in the top 10 or something like that? They had um, three guys all together. Wow. They, 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 they had three guys, I believe, in the top 25, I believe. Okay. But their, their top guy, uh, Connor Mance, the sophomore, was third and raced wow. brave. He, in the last like, 800 meters, tried to chase down the winner who was Kurgot from Iowa State, who was but second last because year. Because it's BYU, he could be a sophomore and he could be like 48 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. probably graduate, 22. Graduate transfer. Yeah. Probably a 22-year-old Is he a graduate transfer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, his, and his wife is, you know. Yeah. Exactly. And his, his kids were there to support him. All four support of them. His kids, his kids running out of Oregon next year, so... <laughs> From Oregon, Cooper Tier was number sixth in the race. Nice. Great run from the Oregon man. Uh, two Colorado University guys were in the top 10, Dressel and Klecker. And um, like I said, uh, uh, Colorado University took the third spot on the podium. In the women's wow, race. That's a big result for them. Yeah. In the women's race, Kaladi avenged her loss from last year, the New Mexico okay, dominant yeah, track yeah. runner, too, as well. But she was second at Cross Nats last year, came back one this year. <laughs> Um, Arkansas won the team championship. Yeah. Arkansas girls are good. They're well, strong. I wonder what They're our strong. listeners are thinking right now. Hey. Real strong. <laughs> so, what do you think for all of our cross for all of our cross country for all of our cross country listeners? <laughs> you're welcome for <laughs> reporting yeah. on and this. At regionals, Arkansas perfect scored or something yeah. crazy like that. Yeah, so. got a nice segue for our next segment. Exactly. <laughs> Things we're thankful for. Cross. Yeah. So the the collegiate cross season's done. The high school cross season is done. Yes. We're moving into the winter. I'm going to run out of lead out news here to annoy Jake and Lance with. So. He's filibustering right now, isn't he? <laughs> yes, he Indoor track talking. is right around Our the corner. Our topic <laughs> for podcast number 92 is 92. things we are thankful for in our respective sports and their respective communities. All of our podcasters right now are thankful that that bit is over. <laughs> no more cross-country talk. <laughs> number one, what am I thankful for? Cross-country. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. So, yeah, it's almost Thanksgiving, guys. I can't believe it's already here. It just came so freaking fast. <laughs> and it's so cold. I was hoping we were going to be like in the 50s around this time of no, year. But no. no. So let's just talk real quick about some stuff that we're thankful for. Um, like I said, in our respective communities and our respective sports. Um, Lance, you want to kick things off? You know, when I... First thing I think of with Thanksgiving that I'm most thankful for is my family. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. I think we probably one, all agree. I think that's know. what we got. Yeah, you got to start there. Yeah. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> 
just being able to spend time with my family, you know, uh, do things with them, which is sometimes is sports related and sometimes it's not. But um, I, I'm just thankful that I have a family that supports my ridiculous right. obsession. Yeah, I was going to say in the same breath <laughs> with riding bicycles. With riding the bikes. fact that they are like open and receptive and supportive of us doing what we do as much as we do is pretty stinking nice. Yes. So I'm thankful for that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Evan? I'm going to say as a from a medical professional perspective, I'm thankful for endurance sports families because there's nothing that makes me happier than watching somebody like Jake's family, Lance's family, or Matt's family walking in and you got kids who want to run with their their dads and moms and kids that want to bike with their dads and kids that go play soccer each weekend and are running around and moving because I get to see the opposite side of that and I will tell you what, it is not pretty. (laughs) So if you're a family that moves, don't treat that as a as a oh you know dad runs all the time or my kids run all the time and it's taking up so much of our time that is the time and i know for me growing up being around a mother who did nothing but run bike and everything that was some of my favorite memories so you know it's not the memories always sitting on the couch and hanging out like that it's the memories going out to turkey trots all the time yeah going for bike rides when it's free we used to do this ride in ohio called the dirty dozen which was this always freezing cold every single Thanksgiving in Dayton, Ohio is like ice cold. And we would go out, my mom would come out, my dad would come out. I don't think my little brother came out, but you know, a bunch of our friends would come out. We all do these 12 climbs together, take like five hours. It's a ridiculously long ride, but those, those are the things I'm thankful for is, is families that are based around sport in general, but, but for this podcast specifically endurance sports. So you're probably thankful for us all hurting ourselves so you can have a little bit of uh, job oh, security. Absolutely. <laughs> I am so thankful for people who overdo their training. <laughs> and get hit by cars. That's not that one. Not that one. That is not. Nobody likes to see that. <clears throat> Matt, what are you thankful for, bud? I, I can't definitely. You know, I'm not going to pass up family opportunities to be thankful for the fam. Um, my family definitely knows that I'm thankful for them. Uh, right. Even before this podcast, we were just talking about the better half, right? The, yeah, my wife isn't just an amazing person. You know, you kind of read about these amazing people or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, well, man, my wife is just twice that person. And I live with this person. I mean, it's pretty cool. Uh, she lets me do all kinds of crazy sports stuff, crazy triathlon stuff. Super thankful for that. Um, and she's down to do stuff like, um, I think we're going to do a Pilates uh, lesson we I think we're we're lined up for next week yeah so that's pretty cool so thankful for that thankful I've got those awesome kids that are down for they're down for running with dad occasionally oh, yeah. sometimes sometimes they cry about it your kids sometimes, are the one that sometimes are like, they roll with hey, it. he made he made it through it he's he's the one who told you that he wanted to go that far right <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make it as far as he wanted to go uh, uh, but I think we talked about that last week in last week's podcast but uh, but yeah my kids love all this stuff they will be out for a turkey trot for sure. I'm definitely thankful for them. So, yep. I'm not thankful for my family. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm super thankful. More than thankful. It's been um, an awesome foray into this whole cycling world over the last you know dozen plus years uh, of really just kind of jumping head in so I'm super thankful that my wife is super supportive I'm gonna stop saying the word super and um, I'm <laughs> <Good> also <stuff. laughs> I'm also um, thankful for the fact that my son is really taking yeah, a passion and a liking to cycling he's um, he, he he's all in I think next year he's talking about not wanting to play baseball in the spring so that he can go do more bike related stuff. Dang. And just this past Good. week alone, 
this past week alone, I don't yeah. say anything. He uh, tells me, Dad, can you go set my bike up on the trainer and get me set up on Zwift three times? And I think nice. each time he's riding, you know, 10, 12 miles, but he's 10 years old. So, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I so. think if we go by leg length and pedal stroke, he's basically a Lance's volume each week, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm thankful for that. What else you got, Lance? Uh, the next thing I put on my list was my teammates. Nice. I yeah, we just, do have a really cool team. We have a great team. It's I'm just very thankful that that we have this group of people that think the same, that are supportive of one another, that are trying to help each other out. It's yes, it's a very competitive team. We're trying to compete at the highest level of our abilities and what we can do here locally, but just being able to have teammates that will ride with me or will encourage me to go ride or help me do things that um, I wouldn't normally do or try different races or different things. Mm -hmm. There were lots of races I came and did this year purely because teammates needed support. So I came out to race even though I had no, you know, personal agenda. I think it might be a little bit different with the triathlon sector. I mean, you guys do have some teammates and it's kind of a growing thing right now for you with building the Dallas triathlon team. But you guys are a little bit more of a, the lone wolf. You just, you, you, you're kind of committed to going out and doing that stuff. But, um, you know, in the cycling world, I don't think that me personally, I don't think I would ride near as much as I do. And I don't think I would race even a fraction of what I do if I didn't have the team that we yeah. have. I, I, I just, definitely, you know, I would probably take bits of time off. I might miss like two or three or four months or something like that. If I didn't have the team or the friends, you know, it, it, it's going to take that, that teammate thing a little bit further and say friends mm-hmm. that I have that I get to ride with consistently or go out and race with. If I didn't have that, I would be missing chunks of time. I would yeah. probably like stop riding for a little while just because I, you know, ADD or something like that, or just right. off looking at different things and probably step on a scale at some point in time, like, Oh gosh, you're getting heavy. Get back out there on the bike. And then it becomes more of a function of just getting yourself back into shape. But it's a whole different paradigm with a good solid team around you. Yes. Oh, yeah. And it really keeps you committed. You have a lot of fun with it. I've been doing this for a lot of years now and I'm not getting burned out on it. I've just, I'm not. I mean, there are some days where you're like, hey, I don't feel like riding today. But every time you go out there and get on the bike, you're, you're happy. You, right. I, there's, I can probably count on one hand over the last 10 years how many times I've regretted a bike ride. And it's mm-hmm. usually because, you know, end up in a hospital <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> three of those five times. So yeah. anyhow. I think that's that's really one of the things that I think everybody and anybody who does endurance sports period can be all thankful for together is, I mean, in the day and age of mental health and how do we solve it, like all four of us at this table have been through rough spots sure. at times. What do we all go to when those happen? I know for me, like I always get on the bike. I always yeah. go for a run. Right. Mm-hmm. I won't say I go and swim. <laughs> swimming probably not the thing that i go to when <laughs> when struggling running I, and biking i was thankful to, to be able to swim like it was this like oh i might be able to swim with it you know yeah. after my bike crash or whatever yeah. i know you were like, excited to get back exciting. to that for sure i don't know why yeah. i mean i don't know why i was excited to be able to swim you're slowly was, becoming a swimmer i know yeah. it's crazy you really are though yep yeah. i'm gonna wear speedos to the next podcast <laughs> you are yeah. <laughs> less and less clothing yeah <laughs> you guys don't know what i'm wearing the listeners don't know what i'm wearing no, they don't they don't nice <laughs> nice <laughs> good stuff Whammy. evan what else you got for us man um i am thankful for old shoes so <laughs> i have a couple pairs of running shoes that i have had for a very 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 long time one of them is about to be retired here i know i was joking about it earlier but this is a big emotional moment for me i got 
the new Nike Pegasus trail shoes. And as, as fun as it is to get a new pair of shoes and you're excited about that new pair of shoes, a new pair of shoes means a very, very sad time for a runner because that means it's, a, it's your partner crime. Yeah. You're it's, it's time to retire a pair. My, my, my Pearl Azumis, which they don't even make shoes anymore, which means yeah. I cannot get another pair of those. And they are now gone. You should, you know, what you could do is maybe like light a candle. I think so. And <laughs> like have them on one of those oh. little boats. Yeah, I should put them off on it, fallen leaf. Yep, and, and we'll I'll go get them later out. in the year. Yeah, yeah. shoot some flaming arrows at it. And yeah. then push it, push it out into <laughs> yeah. the water. And we'll all, we'll probably have like some trumpet. Like a Viking like sort of thing with we'll, it. Maybe yeah. like some trumpet players playing yeah. in the background. <laughs> yeah, and then shoot the flaming arrow to the boat. <laughs> you, and we'll all say something about your shoes. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's 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 been a good ride with them. It really has. I bought those shoes. Everyone want to take a guess on how many years old those shoes are? Gosh. Well, Pearl Azumi, I'm yeah. gonna guess. How much duct tape is on them? Six <laughs> six years. Seven years. Okay. Oh Seven my years. gosh. Yeah. That's a lot, lot of miles. A lot of miles. Okay. On those shoes. So you do a lot of gait analysis with runners. Uh-huh. That's one of your big things, and it's one of your areas of expertise and specialty. Yep. yep. How often are you referring your runners to go out and get some new shoes? So I have an unpopular opinion on this, actually. Really? I the 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 and this is I challenge anybody to go and look at legitimate research with this. Right. The shoe companies are lying to you and lying to you very hard. So let me put it this way. The, the, the people who have researched this and me giving this advice to people, we clearly have no financial gain in telling you that buying new shoes frequently is not a good idea. There's any time that you're building a motor pattern in your foot, whether that's feedback, proprioception, all that stuff, it takes a long time for that to develop, especially through miles. Mm-hmm. So it is not advantageous to switch shoes every 200 miles, as they say. 200 for they some brands, 400 for some. I've heard two, four, and five in different brands. Um, Nike for a while was saying 200 actually. Well, they, they say 200 on their, um, some of their new stuff like that. Vaporfly yeah, next exactly. percent is supposed to be 200. Exactly. A lot of race shoes and things like that. There is not a shred of research to point to that says right. that 200 miles is some magic number that you need to be switching shoes by. Now I will say some people, let's say heavier people who put a lot more force through the shoe generally feel like they have really beaten the shoe down. And if you are a more flat footed person who, you know, really will just just dumb it down and say like feels the ground quite a bit more you're going to feel the need to switch shoes more frequently but there is no research to point to that says that you need to be doing it that often so next time you work with my wife can you please tell her this <laughs> she must have 17 <laughs> pairs of running shoes it's like yep gotta get a new pair of shoes yep. it's got too many miles on it this is the thing is it's not something that i ever try to force somebody into doing but mm-hmm. i do and this is just I have, I have a soft spot for some of those kids that got fam you know are in certain financial family situations where their families are like i want my kid to run cross country but we can't be switching shoes every 200 miles my kid runs 50 right. 60 miles a week we can't afford that i like to put their thoughts to rest and say the greatest runners, Kenyans and Ethiopians, literally ran in the same pair of sandals for 10, 20 years of their life. Well, There's, barefoot, really. Yeah, well, so, yeah. I will dis- I'll disagree wear. with you for the fun of disagreeing with you. Dude, I, I play d- devil's advocate. I, I know I love doing that. But Captain I, Contrarian. I did. Yes. I pushed my shoes to Because you were 120 a week yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah, so I would usually push my shoes to about 1,000 miles, yep. which was twice what was recommended at the time back in the yeah. – um, I think that was like the – in the fifties, you know, back in the early twenties and fifties, they didn't have, you know, yeah. just switching from cars, from mm-hmm. horses to cars. <laughs> anyway, so back when Andrew Jackson was president, I believe. Yeah, I yeah. think he was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so 
I would say the EVA material that they make the cushiony foam out of. Yeah. Um, it's made of ethylene vinyl acetate, and it yeah. basically will compress and compress and compress until yeah. it doesn't compress it anymore. It loses its spring. It loses yeah. its spring, yeah. And so um, it does do that faster than you would think. Um, I will say race shoes are different than training shoes, though. I will true. wear training shoes for much, much, much longer than I ever do right. a race pair. Yeah. The other thing to consider is different weather conditions. Like if you mm -hmm. have water and things like that, and, and that will... Mud. Yeah. Well, really, like water-soaked shoes will break down faster than you know yeah. your shoes that have just been kept in nice, dry conditions. Mm -hmm. I think if you take good care of your shoes, they can last a long time. So, yeah. Uh, a thousand miles is still a long seven time. Seven years, though. There. Seven yeah. years. That's How many miles are you running a year? Um, well, probably no 20, uh, probably between 2,000 and 2,400. So just say. for sake of for easy math, we'll say you've done 2,000 miles a year. You, you think you did over 5,000 in that pair of shoes? Yeah. That's a lot. Well, if you yeah. said you had them for seven or eight years and you're doing 2,000-ish yeah. miles a year. They were my trainers for like four years, like really consistent trainers for four years. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Jeez. I like I them. do not recommend that. I recommend Jake's wife's. <laughs> I also, I also just, just to be very clear, do not suggest seven years. It's very long time, it's a long but time. yeah. Well, and people can wear out a shoe a certain way, and then mm -hmm. now they're they're supinating us like extremely badly. Depends because on the, the make of the shoe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used okay. to run Saucony's because they have a little bit of issues. That is, it's fair. We're gonna give them a proper. Yeah, we're gonna have to give them a proper exit exactly. to the world <laughs> with a send off. With send them off. Stay tuned, Matt. What else you got? Um, let's see here. Um, I would say since we are talking about, um, sending off, uh, Evan's shoes into the lake somehow with a, mm -hmm. a fancy send off, uh, the place that we live is ridiculous. Like we're like, Shh, don't tell anybody. I know I shouldn't tell you guys, <laughs> this, but Camus is awful from Jake's house here. We can almost see like three lakes and they're and all river. gorgeous and a river and we have trails along those lakes um for cool runs like our our lakeside long run group yeah uh so i'm extremely thankful for the place that we live i actually like cycling here i think some of the roads that we have especially when you get off some of the main sections are beautiful i don't know if it's necessarily the best place in the world to bike but man i think columbia river gorge and some of those places are They're unbelievable yeah yep. uh, for cycling and so unbelievable cycling great running like some of the best running in, in the yeah. world uh also if you like open water swimming some of the best great in, range in the it, area yeah. i mean it's just i would say our, really our cool triple spot. crown ride out in washougal though i mean yeah that, that makes my top 10 list of rides i've done in america yeah, yeah it's a good ride it does yeah just so, on the washington side yep yeah i'm thankful that i can just you know cruise out of my front door and go do all of this stuff mm -hmm. it's pretty amazing absolutely I am, um, Lance stole my teammates once, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> I'm going to say that I'm thankful for race promoters. Um, I know that yeah. like cycling is kind of struggling a little bit. Well, more so, I guess, in the road scene. But when you stop and you take a look at like different regions or zones or areas, and you look at the volume of racing that they have per capita, and you look at OBRA, Oregon Bicycle Racing Association, and all the racing that we do here in Oregon and Southern Washington, our race calendar is packed. And we will lose races, but there's always inevitably a few new ones that will poke on. Like, for instance, just this past weekend, you guys had another cyclocross yeah. race added to the calendar that wasn't on there, what, three months ago three or two months Three weeks ago it wasn't oh, is on it, there. Is it that? It, it, they, they'd been working on it for a couple of months. Okay, that's what it was But it, it didn't make it on the calendar until sure. like three weeks ago. Yeah. So 
the first weekend in March-ish is usually when we have our first race of the season, and it really doesn't stop until now. It just like the, right. the the local race season just pretty much finished. There's nothing else on the calendar besides the Nats, right? The Nationals Cross. Uh, there's a couple races in Eugene. There's some cycle cross races in Eugene, but and there's another one in December on Sabi's Island, I believe. But they're very small. Yeah. For yeah. all intents and purposes, though, we're we're done for the year. Yeah. So if you think about it, from the beginning of March to the end of November, we have a lot of promoters to thank for putting so many racing yes. dates on, on the schedule. It's it's pretty fantastic, and I just want to thank them because it's kind of a thankless job. I mean, they're doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. People kind of show up in their, their, their nervousness of like getting ready for a race, and they're all trying to get prepped, and then they go out there and they blow themselves up. And yeah. usually you just jump in the car and head home if you didn't make the podium, and you just don't think about like what all went into that that race and how much work it actually was so the the promoters and their their team and the volunteers uh, it's it's a it's a great job of what they do and i just yeah. thankful for that that's good so lance what else my next thing um that i'm thankful for is that um i've been able to get to know more people in the cycling community um which has just opened more doors for me as well sure um the the mountain bike ride I did um, this week up on Mount Hood, the reason I went is because a, a fellow competitor invited me to go with him. He's not on my team. He's one of my direct competitors. We compete in the 50-plus field in cyclocross and in short track mountain biking yeah. um, all season long. And he just texted me and says, hey, um, your afternoon busy. Why don't you come come out to Mount Hood with me? And the two of us just had a great day. In mountain biking up at Mount Hood. So I was really thankful for that. Another thing that happened this week that was also just knowing the cycling community, we have a, uh, a competing team that is actually based here out of Camus called the uh, Tireless Velo. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're um, super cool. They're super cool. And they actually have a, a um, cyclocross practice every Wednesday. Yeah. And I invited myself to the cyclocross practice. But I know when it is, and I know where it is, and and I've gone in years past, but I have not gone this year at all. But um, this week it kind of worked out, and I just showed up, and I'm yeah. like, I hope it's cool that I'm here. And they're like, Oh, Lance, you're welcome anytime. And there were six or seven of us, and we yeah. had a it was a good interval session and a good skills session on cyclocross, and I was just super thankful that I'm involved enough with the community that i knew that these things were available and yeah. neither of these things were team related not my team they were right. just as part of the community so it's nice that they're just like open to hey come on yes and and you know what's nice is it's like someone with a prescribed workout like bill gritsky is amazing he knows how he knows cyclocross and yes. he knows like they set up a slightly different course every single time yep. and it's like here's this workout and it's good so it's really good so bill set up the whole course and karen have yep. written the specific oh, the workout. workout for that day, nice. which involved several one-minute, two-minute, and three-minute intervals where we were working hard going through the course. It was fantastic practice. Yep. So I was just really happy that I wasn't kicked out once yeah. I showed up. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I always thought that maybe the those two teams, you know, our team and their team would somehow like fuse together somehow someday. Yeah. Uh, I really, really like that group. Good people. That's a good group for sure. Just out of curiosity, can you guys think of a different, like we've got, we'll just call it the the endurance community for cycling, running, and um, triathlon. Can you think of another community 
that has so many virtues about it for people on the whole. When you think of like you know, the health and the fitness component, you think about the, the good people, you think about like just the ability to be outside and be a part of nature and whatnot. Can you think of another community, anything, it doesn't have to be sport related that will support a person on that level and give the, you so many positive benefits. The, the bird watching community. Is there <laughs> yeah, a bird watching outdoor yoga community? Outdoor, I don't know. The goat yoga community. The goat yoga goat community. Yoga. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, though, Those I mean, the only two. fishing, fishing community. <laughs> Those are the only three I got. Sit on a boat and drink some beer and eat some hamburgers, huh? There we go. <laughs> You're outside of the list. Yeah, that's true. I seriously, though, I, I can't think of a better community to be a part of. If you're trying to think about just like, you know, long term health and, um, you know, fun and, and being able to plug into different people and the, the friends that you make and the support system and the, the ability to compete or not compete, depending upon whatever like floats your boat. I mean, there's so many different things that you can plug into in this community that are so good for you. You know, another one thing I experienced along those lines, um, like in, in yesterday's race, um, I would hear people like, cheer my name like every third corner on the um on the course and they're not those weren't teammates cheering for me they're people from all other teams and i you know i we get to the end of the race and i was talking to a guy that i was battling with and and um he's like i knew you were there because everybody was yelling your name (laughs) and and they're guys that i'm not normally close to because i had this great call-up position but it was I mean, I mean, that kind of stuff is really cool because most yeah. of the people that were calling my name were not the 10 teammates that I had there. Yeah. They, they were yelling as well, but it was all these other people that just that just know us from the community and just being a part of it and part of the races. So. Yeah, that's just a testament to the fact that you're an asset to the cycling community. You're a good dude. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I, and I the think, handlebar yeah. message would say otherwise. <laughs> yes, right. well, and I think some of the stuff with that Dialed has coming up that's planning, you know, for future plans is going to, you know, make that even better. Yeah. You know, races and I think especially a lot of the charity stuff that you, yeah. know, that you guys are taking on and stuff mm-hmm. like that is going to be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Evan, what do you better. got? You got another one? Yes. I am thankful for post-workout carbs. Yeah. Carbs of all different types. Bag of chips. Now this includes everybody. <laughs> this is like an an umbrella term because it can, it can include our vegan brothers and sisters <laughs> as well as our vegetarian and also our meat eating brothers yep. and sisters. So I want to go around the table and what post big training carb is everybody most thankful for? Most thankful. Not your what, what's your favorite? What's the one that you're like? Ah, oh, I am so glad that I just had that peanut butter. Peanut butter. That's a strong one. That's a good one right there. I love peanut- on bread or just like, are you a psychopath that just like scoops out and eats peanut um, butter? Well, I am a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. I actually like to put it on a tortilla. Uh, peanut butter. <laughs> what? Peanut butter on a tortilla. <laughs> I put. I put. It's a delivery mechanism. Yeah, it is. It's just. It's just about shoveling more of it in yeah. my mouth. It's just a vessel. That's so all. <laughs> I put it on, and I don't use jam. I use like dried strawberries. So oh, yeah. I put. That's so good. I just put like, and it is. It is <clears throat> glorious. Well, wait, wait. It's so dried strawberries. It's like three or four tablespoons of peanut butter. And dried strawberries. Where on do it. you dry strawberries? I, you get them at Costco. I, I get them at Costco. Yeah. Where's where we get everything? Seriously? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, go on. Everything is <laughs> everything is grown and like a little can I make peanut a suggestion? Butter burrito. Can I make What's a suggestion? That? Stop using tortillas. Make yourself yeah. some crepes. Oh, be yeah, infinitely yeah. better. That's true. That's I'll very send my true. Yeah, I'll send exactly. our, uh, our international student. I need Maria. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maria. Yeah. Maria. Yeah. yeah, Maria should definitely be helping with this session. process. <laughs> <laughs> She's so good at making those. I bought her a special um, little 
uh, crepe pan to, to make crepes with. Yeah. And then like the little or the little wood spatula thing that they use, a special, there's a wood spatula and then a little doohickey thing. I don't even know what it's called. I'll, be over, make I'll be over tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You know what? They don't have school tomorrow, so that might, that might happen. You guys might get a phone call. Crepes are on. <laughs> crepes are on. Um, mine, yep. again, I'm going to channel my inner millennial here, avocado uh-huh. toast. Nice. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. good one. But you're doing it homemade, so don't worry. It's not fully millennial. You didn't go and buy it for $12. So. No, that's, that's very, <laughs> very true. <laughs> Matt? Beer. <laughs> so Beer simple. Me. Honesty so simple. Uh, that's funny. It's carbs, man. That's Just funny. Yeah. Post, post-workout carbs. Uh-huh. What's yours, Evan? There's so many good ones. Uh, I really have a special place in my heart for different flavored chips, but usually like a hickory barbecue chip, yeah. like a hickory barbecue Lay's. I was right. I said yeah. a bag of chips. Yep, exactly. <laughs> An entire, and I, and I like, you know, if, if, if the bag is, is open, it's getting finished. How There's about no salt way. and vinegar? <laughs> salt and vinegar, I, I will go for it. There's only a couple types of chips I really will not eat, but... I, those are harder to think of than the ones that I will eat, yeah. which is which is most other <laughs> chips. <so. laughs> Matt, you got another thankful thing yes. for us? You know, I um, we had a teammate that had a really bad crash uh, this past week, yeah. John Kraft, and oh, it was really hard to see that. Um, I am super thankful that he is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and you know, and he's recovering, and knowing him, he'll get right back on the bike. Uh, he won't hesitate as much as me to get back on the bike. He'll be, you know, right back at it. John's uh, a tough cyclist. Yeah. He's been yeah. a tough he's cyclist a, for a long time. He's been a daily commuter for a number of years. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like Evan's age, probably. Like his whole, Evan's whole life. John's been on the bike doing stuff for a yeah, long yeah. time. John's in his 50s. He's 51, yeah, I think. I think or, he's been biking for yes. Still riding strong, too. Yes. Yeah, he's still a rides very strong. strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm super thankful that he is okay. Um, my wife and I were talking, you know, after that, and, and my wife's like, that could have been you so easily, you know, broken neck, you know, or worse, yep. right? So I'm super thankful that the way that I crashed, uh, mm-hmm. really only, you know, this little shoulder thing, so... Yeah. Could have been, could have been a lot worse. You know, so, that just wouldn't happen to you, Matt, if you wouldn't have decided to put pressure on the handlebars. You're not <laughs> really allowed to look like, at the stem like of your I bike. Like I told you, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just wouldn't have looked at the handlebars too yeah. hard, yeah. So that's one thing I'm thankful for. Cool. I'm mm-hmm. thankful for innovation. There's some cool things like over the last like five plus years that have really kind of started to come around. Like the, I know that a lot of people say it's not riding bikes, but the indoor stuff has changed. I used to ride the the trainer quite a bit just because my schedule wouldn't permit or I had young kids and I wasn't able to leave. There was nothing worse than sitting on a fluid trainer mm-hmm. that was yep. buzzing super loud that uh, had no give to it. And you had nothing else to watch but TV and, um, you know, even just barely having like power meters, at least having some metrics to watch. I mean, you're, you know, ESPN sports center over and over. You just, and you, over it was so hard to get a workout in there. And then you fast forward to today that we've got trainers now that are giving us feedback in, in terms of road feel and adjusting based on like elevation yeah. of the climbs that you're doing and fans that, that adjust to your heart rate or like the speed that you're going on your bike. And then you've got YouTube that you can watch like anything on you want. Yeah. yeah. And, and, or and races. All, you can yeah. race. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can race on Zwift. You can train with your friends on Zwift. You can use discord to talk to them. I mean, I know that some people are like the purists still say, I'm not riding my bike on a train. But if you start to think about like, like all the different variables that come into play for some people, um, like myself, like not always being Mm -hmm. able to get outside or having kids or being broken hurt. I mean, that's saved my bacon. I mean, that's allowed me to stay 
connected to a community that I love. So yeah. um, there's that. And then, you know, just, you know, power meters have come a long ways and like the, mm-hmm. the, the Garmin's and Wahoo's of the world have come a long ways. I mean, the technology of helmets has come a long ways. Like there's people that, you know, yeah. probably wouldn't be with us today if they weren't wearing the helmet, like John Kraft, if he wasn't wearing yeah. a good helmet, that could have ended a lot worse. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, the innovation stuff t- to me it's it's really cool it keeps me plugged in and connected i'm like that dork that likes all of the the little bells and whistles and the gadgets and and monitoring and tracking the, the metrics of what i've got going on and, and watching myself improve so i'm thankful for that who knows 20 30 years from now we could be having well self-driving cars that maybe are able to sense cyclists a little bit better fingers crossed right. for that and yep. maybe even some i mean we've seen this weird like technology now where it's the helmet will like wrap around you and stuff have you guys seen kind of prototypes for this stuff yeah yeah, yeah. who knows we can be hopeful who knows get some autonomous bikes too they run <laughs> you just around have to like sit there and pedal and it does everything <laughs> else in like bubble boy suits here soon <laughs> yeah lance you got another one um the last one that i had on my list because i'm not thankful for anything else right um, <laughs> <laughs> these are the three things <laughs> was actually uh, similar to uh matt's was um i'm really thankful for my health this last year mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. seeing the two of you guys go through what you've had to go through this last year with your bike crashes wow. has been anyway and it was worse for yeah, Jake knocking, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna continually knock on whatever just keep here knocking on wood yeah <laughs> But yeah, I've I've been really fortunate that I have not been injured. I have crashed a lot. Yes. I have lost a lot of skin. Yes, you have. But I have not been injured, and mm-hmm. I am just um, thankful. I mean, I've had a very good racing season, and that's part of it. Yep. Just the just consistency, just being able to stay healthy. And I know that is out of your control a lot of times, and is not something you can completely plan on because injuries mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. But um, this year, it hasn't for me, so I'm really thankful for that. Cool. Evan, Absolutely. you got another one? I don't have one on here right now, but thankful for you three. I'm thankful for for, for this table. <laughs> for this table. Okay. I'm, thankful, I'm thankful for old shoes, carbs, and the people at this table. <laughs> so, <laughs> so laugh if you will, but that's on that's my last one on the list really? for me as well. Ooh, let's all share that one together. Uh, we are on podcast number 92. Creeping and up on the century mark. And it feels like I've gotten to know you guys extremely well over the past, whatever, year and a half, two years, whatever Almost it's been. two years. Yeah. Yep. And it's, I'm super thankful for the chance to you know, get to know you guys more and also just have this little break in the week where we get to chat. And I'm thankful for our listeners that they... Yeah. A, put up with it, but I also feel like they're, you know, right with us. Oh. Like, you know, you guys our, are part get of our, the conversation. Get absolutely. Our, <laughs> yeah. They get our stupid jokes and they, kind, I feel like they get us, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I'm super thankful for them. Yeah. I always feel like we're talking like with the listeners, not at them. Cause whenever totally. I talk about the podcast, but I love hearing people's opinions on whatever we're talking about. Cause yeah. I mean, that's, that's the only reason we do this is just to hear people's responses to it and hear what you think. And that's, that's all that matters to right? me. Like, yeah, I could I could care less what I think on any of these topics. <laughs> like personally, I could really care less what I think. It's more yeah. I like hearing what everybody else thinks. Yeah, it still kind of boggles my mind to to look at some of the the numbers behind the scenes. Like because you can see like people listening and you have mm-hmm. an idea of like how many listens you're getting per week. But what boggles my mind is how many different countries around the world actually listen to us. And I still yeah. we haven't heard from any of them, but they're listening. Yeah. You know, like we've trended in Russia, we've trended in um, Spain and France, we've trended yeah. in like just like countries that I'm like, 
why would why would they want to listen to us? And, and they continue to listen to us because you can see the numbers ticking up. I'm like, that's yeah. insane. That that's it's really cool. So, how awesome would it be to have one of them on for a listener hot lab? Oh, it'd be so cool. Yeah, it'd be so so we cool. We just need um, someone to translate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think are we all one language here? Is anybody multilingual here? Nope, not me. My son speaks Spanish, not me. but not we got to bring your son on then. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> just, just un poco español. Yeah, so uh-huh. which I've been working on with our exchange. Yeah, team, so nice. yeah. Um, I am gonna put a fork in that one and call it done. I had one more, but mm-hmm. I, I don't need to put that out there because I think we ended on a good That's note. A good one. So mm-hmm. let's yep. jump into one last thing, Lance. You want to start us off? I've got um, one last thing. Um, before cyclocross nationals, I'm thinking about doing one more cyclocross race the weekend beforehand <laughs> mm-hmm. because I just found this out. I don't know why I didn't figure this out, but the way the USAC rankings work, they take the average score of your five best races. And those five best races, they take that average score and that's where they rank you is what your average of those five for best races up. for your call up. Right. Mm-hmm. And the lower the number, the better. Cause, um, but I've only done four USAC races. I have not done five. And if you've only done four, you get full points averaged in for that fifth race. Not good. So the first two races I got like 330 points each that I did because I did terrible. The races I did yesterday, I'm guessing, are going to be in the 200 range because I did way better. Yeah. But if you don't have a fifth race, you get 600 points. Ah. And so, can you go cruise that race? I mean, because you could. Probably, yes, I could. You could probably get like in the 300 point range. Just to just cruise, cruise in it. Yeah, yeah, I might be able to do that. And the closest oh, one a- is up at Whidbey Island, north of Seattle, out in Puget Sound. Might be pretty. So be take the adventure van up there. I might have to. Is that this weekend? Do that. It's not because this is Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. It's like the five days weekend. before nationals, so it's kind of a risk. Just a go up bit. there and just you could cruise yeah. It. Just, so anyway, just treat it as your last your last hard training day. You could cruise it, and then you could just cruise on down to to home Tacoma, and it, then do the, you know, and just just do the spend just spend a there. couple spend a week up there. I mean, we need you at the podcast, which but. is funny because I'm talking to one of my race buddies there that I race with, and he's like, "Yeah, I told him he should have come up to get that fifth race." I'm like, well, "Why do you need five races?" <laughs> it's like, "Well, you get full points for that fifth race if you don't." And I don't even know it. That's how Dang it. I was just I just didn't look at it close enough. Well, anyway. you know, and you've it's got okay. time and first year at nationals. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Right. yeah. You're not born with this knowledge. <laughs> no. no. Got to figure it out somehow. These algorithm things are confusing. They so. are confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Evan, do you have one last thing that you would like to share uh, with us? We have for the triathlon team this upcoming week, we got a come as you are Tuesday night swim coming yes. up. Anybody is invited at cool. the school for the blind, a uh, small fee coming in, but yeah, we've, it's been three doing, bucks. That's a killer yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, we our our coaches are off for the Thanksgiving week, so everybody come and we'll just ride up a workout and all have fun together. Um, I will be around Thanksgiving, so on Thanksgiving Day, probably gonna go for a bike and a run yep. with hopefully Matt Legrand. Sure, we'll see. We'll see how Matt's yeah. Matt's calf you're gonna, is treating him. You're gonna do the turkey trot. I believe then, so. Yep. It's gonna it's gonna depend on the time of the ride on on Thursday too. Me, Dustin, and David are doing a ride, but yeah. Outside okay. of that, I'll I'll work it out. So we're It'll all work out. having fun, yep. and then. I'm going to hopefully get to see you all on Thanksgiving. You're I know gonna, I'm going to see Matt. You're going to see me. Maybe. 
Maybe I'll be riding my bike at some point in time. That's kind of a, okay. another thing that I do every year on Thanksgiving. So yeah. Lance, where are you going to be on Thanksgiving? I have no idea. He'll be on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably be on a bike at some point. Okay, gotcha. We shall link up then. Yeah, Matt, one last thing. Uh, this week I'm doing a little video series, really quick, short video series talking about all the Black Friday specials that are out there oh, within yeah. triathlon. And so it's three videos: one for swimming, one for biking, and one for running. I didn't know where to put triathlon watches. So Ooh, that's true. yeah, I know. Right. Cause it's, it's all, so I just am sprinkling them all into each of the videos. And so, um, super cool. There's a whole bunch of really amazing deals out there right now. Uh, if you listen to the dial podcast, then you can probably contact Jake and get, you know, a better deal than anything else that I can come up with. Uh, but you know, you should still watch the videos and subscribe and all of that stuff. I would love to do that, Matt. Where can I go watch these videos? On the YouTube. The YouTube. YouTube.com slash M Legrand. I'm on it. Do I'm it. gonna go watch those now, videos. Matt, <laughs> Matt, if I yeah. search M Legrand if you if you search Matt Legrand, then you're gonna then you're up against Which a one real, are we gonna need to click on? <laughs> you're up against a real question mark of, you know, there's this the guy singing to girls with his shirt uh, off on the beach. Is that the podcast guy that, on Dial Podcast? That's that's <laughs> one guy you're gonna want to check out. And then, and then there's me, also good. I thought you guys were collaborating now. Who's doing all of your music? Who's we the weird know. guy with the bike behind him yeah. and usually wearing a hat? You don't yeah, that guy. He's you know Okay. Gotcha. He's gotcha. talking about triathlon stuff. I so. kind of want to click on the music stuff. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I mean, Do you know any of the songs? Can music. you can you bust out any of the songs for us? Um, his kids can. I, I can't. I don't know his song. I don't know his stuff as well as I pretend to. Oh. But I am his biggest fan. Changed my name and everything. So. Uh-huh. Million dollar question. And last one. Do you follow him? On, Insta- on uh, YouTube, on, I, I think I do. You <laughs> I'm pretty but sure that I you do. should. That would be hilarious. I could. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Reach I, out to him. Man. I commented on one of his videos you, from you. Oh, you did. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. did he ever respond to that? Oh, that's good. I we need to so. check that. No. To be to be continued next week, everybody. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we'll find out. We He's, should start a little campaign to go uh, have bring, people bring say hi to him. <laughs> yeah. We'll start working together to get these two guys working together. That Jake, any one last thing? Yes. Um, the Ugly Christmas Sweater Ride yeah. is coming up. That is a week from this coming Saturday. On December 7th, we will be doing the Ugly Christmas Sweater Ride. Um, I'll post that up on our Facebook page again for people to see. But more importantly than that, and that's just kind of a part of the bigger picture, is our Bikes for Kids campaign. So the GoFundMe is all set up for that. If anybody would like to make a kind contribution, 100% of all monies, um, there's no overhead on this, um, 100% of all monies will go to buying bikes for kids. And these are uh, less fortunate kids who just do not have um, the financial means or access to even get uh, like the worst of bikes. We're going to go out there and we're going to buy them a killer Cannondale um, bike of their choice. So It's going to be Cannondale again. It's going to be Cannondale again. Um, they've got the the, the best um, setup for us and we're mm-hmm. connected with them and they give Good. us a really killer deal on those. So it helps our money go even further so yep. that when we buy a bike, we can almost buy two bikes for the cost of one. So Good. It's a lot of fun stuff, and we'll put helmets on these kids from Jiro, and um, I'm working with, uh, we're not working, I'm trying to work on getting us locked in with a bike lock company. So, nice. um, But I will post up the uh, the GoFundMe for the Bikes for Kids as well, so that if anybody wants to make a, a donation, even if it's just a couple bucks, I mean, if you can give up five bucks or something like that, that'd be awesome. Anything more than that, it's just super appreciated um, by all of us, because uh, there's a lot of people that are going to be rallying for this. And um, it's not going to end on that December 7th. We're actually going to be raising the money all through December this year. We're not 
building it around Christmas. It's just going to be something that we're going to um, go through the whole Christmas season and hopefully people can make contributions and then we will get the bikes in um, probably sometime in January and deliver to the bikes to the kids in February-ish when the weather gets a little bit nicer and they can actually go outside and ride them. So perfect. That's the plan. That's fantastic. That's we cover everything. Awesome. Thankful for you guys. Thankful for you guys too. Thank yeah. you for you. Thankful for our listeners. Thankful for you guys coming back and listening another week. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week, right? Yeah? Yeah. Absolutely. For number 93. Three. Three. Yeah. Three. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye for now.